Hi folks, Nathan here. Uh, this uh, afternoon, evening is when the California State Legislature will wrap up their legislative activities for this year. And that uh, will wrap things up for all the bills that we're working on this year. Um, a number of the bills have been passed, as you know. A number of the bills have uh, stalled. Um, but the main bills that we have published on uh, will be giving updates uh, on those here uh, shortly. But in the meantime, just giving you an update that the California Legislature is wrapping up today. Uh, this uh, marks uh, the end of activity for this year as far as the legislature goes, but there are a number of bills that are headed to the governor's office and we have instructions on how you can make a difference on those if you're interested in that. We would encourage you to do so. Learn about those bills on our website, fpmca.org slash bill tracker. You can see the status of current bills there, what you can do to make a difference. Also, I want to let you know as by way of a reminder that Family Protective Ministries was started in 1986 to protect the right of parents to train, educate, and care for their children privately. And we have been working since 1986 to protect the right of parents to homeschool in California. And uh, this particular year also marks uh, 22 years for me working here at the state capitol for Family Protection Ministries, protecting homeschool freedom. So I'm grateful that God's provided for me to be able to be here doing that and to be able to continue on having the, the energy to do this work here in, in California. So thank you for uh, all your years of support and let's get into the updates here, thanks. Welcome to The Frontline with FPM where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights, and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce, and thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on The Frontline. So let's get into these updates. Uh, I'm going to do my best to give you an update. It is about 10.30 p.m. Uh, Thursday on September 14th. The legislature is still going. Uh, they're wrapping up and I have updates on all of our bills that we have published information on so far this year. So I'm going to go ahead and give you updates as they stand now. And uh, also there will be some action items with those uh, because some bills have gone to the governor, just a couple uh, that we still have concerns about. However, a um, lot of victories this year and I'm really grateful for that. So thank you to everyone that has participated either in phone calls or um, financial support to just keep us going here. I really appreciate it. Thank you also for your prayers and I'm uh, really grateful to be able to give you this update here. So uh, let's get through it. So I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, the, the bills that particularly uh, relate to homeschooling, uh, homeschool freedoms. And then we'll get into some that deal with parental rights uh, a little bit more uh, toward the end here. So let's start with SB 767. SB 767 is that mandatory kindergarten bill. We've worked with the author's office on this bill for several years. Uh, currently, uh, SB 767 uh, has our amendment language in it that ex exempts private homeschool families and all private school students 
from the requirement of mandatory kindergarten. So if this bill were to pass, which it is not right now, if this bill SB 767 were to pass, it would not um, apply to private school students and private homeschool families. So um, grateful for that language being in there. And I think it's also good that that bill has not passed. Currently it's held in Senate appropriations, which means that um, it's held under submission there, which means that SB 767 is not moving for this forward this year, but it could theoretically uh, move forward next year. They've paused it because of the cost that it would take to implement it. So that's mandatory kindergarten on hold for now. Next bill, AB 262, Children's Camps Regulation. This bill, uh, we've worked with the author's office on this bill for a couple of years. And why do we care about children's camps? Uh, the issue is that it was uh, really vague in their definition of what a children's camp was to the extent that it would uh, include things like homeschool co-ops, even if they're meeting in somebody's home. Uh, so it's very, very broad. Uh, park days could even be considered to be children's camps and regulated under this bill. Uh, as it was originally worded, uh, we were able to work with the office office to, to scale it back significantly. And uh, currently we are not opposed at this time. So we're grateful for the work we were able to get done with the author's office. God really opened up doors to allow us to build relationships there and to make significant headway in getting this bill changed. So that's AB 262. That bill has gotten amended significantly, like I said, and has gone to the governor. It's on its way there. It's not at his office, uh, likely at this time, but it's on its way. And um, so that, that bill is not currently a concern to us, but we will be working uh, with uh, the future committee that that will set up to uh, keep an eye on what what recommendations get made to the legislature for future definitions of children's camps and potential regulations there. So that's uh, not a concern at this point in time. So a victory there as well, just like 767, uh, we, we have definitely achieved victory here on AB 262. All right, next bill, AB 249. This bill would have required home water system inspections for all private homeschool families uh, because this uh, this bill required originally that all schools have their water systems inspected for lead content and if the water pipes were not up to the state standards for public schools then they would have the New, new water would have to be provided, a new water system would have to be uh, implemented, installed at the owner's expense. So that means that in the case of a public school, this bill applied very broadly to all schools. So in the case of a public school, the state pays for that school to be repiped. But in the case of a homeschool family, the school, meaning the homeschool family themselves, would have to pay for that that construction. So um, we worked on that to get exemption language in there and we were no longer opposed to that bill. It's also passed through the legislature but with clear exemptions uh, for, for private schools 
there. So we're grateful that AB 249, we have a victory there and we don't have to be concerned about home inspections for our water. And uh, so thank you to the author of that bill. And uh, so we can definitely declare a victory on AB 249. And let's move to the next bill. That's AB 659. 659 was that HPV vaccine mandate bill that was originally really unclear. Then it was um, made very clear in committee that it was a definite uh, vaccine mandate. And then it was, uh, but it was still um, a little bit unclear as to who it applied to. And then they kind of rewrote this bill to make it very clear who it applied to, and it applied to more people than we originally thought. And so we approached the, the author and they worked on uh, changing the language to adopt some amendments that we submitted. And they worked very well with us uh, to, to satisfy all of our concerns with this bill. It would have not only mandated the vaccine for for homeschool students, but it also created a new section where there was a new system for reporting uh, for homeschool students, which was kind of a new thing for California homeschoolers where we would have to do new reporting uh, with regard to, um, to, to this vaccine status and things like that. A new portion of the code relating to vaccines as well and so that was that was changed and so it does not any longer apply to a private uh, to home homeschool uh, families also the bill was later amended uh, due to some work by some other folks to uh, even lessen the concern that we had about this bill and eliminated the vaccine mandate altogether and just uh, currently has a a, a notice for public school students. So sort of better on a lot of fronts and I appreciate all the people that worked on that particular bill. That's AB 659, definite victory there. We're very grateful for the, the victory on that because it not only eliminated the, the vaccine mandate for homeschool families, but also eliminated new paperwork that we would have had to take care of. So that's victory on AB 659. All right, so that's it for the homeschool bills. Now we're going to take a look at a couple of parental rights bills. Um, but I am really glad that we are able to report 100% of our homeschool freedoms remain intact. Uh, so that's really excellent. Um, it is amazing that we have that in California. Next, a um, couple of, I just want to mention three parental rights bills uh, that are on our website still. And you can get specific details on these and what to do on our website if you go to fpmca.org slash bill tracker. So uh, the first of these is AB 1057, which is the social worker new parent home visits bill. This is where a new a social worker is, is assigned to every California uh, baby at birth. And um, they uh, this is a this is a optional program, but I have concerns about how this is going to function, how it's going to be implemented. And I really think it's a wrong direction for California to go to assign a social worker to every Californian at birth. Um, not a good idea. Um, so, but it was recently scaled back significantly. So it's it's not as immediately bad as it 
as it was a few weeks ago. However, I still think it's a bad direction. It's not homeschool specific bill, but ultimately all of these parental rights issues do have an impact on private homeschooling in the long run because homeschool freedom relies so much on the principles and the constitutional arguments that are made for parental rights. They are what holds up the right to homeschool. So, uh, so these things are important. So if you can, call the governor's office and ask him to veto AB 1057. Next, AB 957. Uh, also, you can call the governor's office on this one. This is the affirming parent gets the kids in the situation of a custody dispute. Uh, this, this bill requires that a judge determine which parent, if a child is wanting to um, be transgender, that the parent that is most uh, willing to work with the child and embrace that, that parent automatically gets, gets the custody of that child in, in a custody dispute. So that is a, that is a dangerous direction also. Um, and it gets in, into, the, uh, into the gender uh, issues here. And um, the next bill as well, SB 407, also deals with gender issues where it says only, affirm, uh, only affirming parents can foster. That means that parents, uh, people can only be foster parents if they are willing to affirm uh, a transitioning child. So that's um, another uh, dangerous direction for California to go as well. And that's a bill that you can contact um, the governor's office as well. So uh, all of these, um, all these bills are, are no longer uh, moving through the legislature right now because they're either in one place or another. They're either on hold for next year, like 767, the mandatory kindergarten bill, or they're at the governor's desk um, a number of these bills are no longer a concern, um, but some of them are. So check it out on our website at fpmca.org slash bill tracker to learn what you can do, what action item you can take. It's right there. It's really easy to do. And I hope you can, can take a look at that. Now, because this is uh, wrapping up the legislative year, um, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's been supportive of our work, both financially and through your prayers and encouragement to all of us. Um, because I'm the only full-time person here at Family Protection Ministries, a lot of the burden falls on myself and my family to just stay up on all the legislation and be down at the Capitol for meetings, for hearings, testifying, and um, just making sure that the legislature knows that we are there. And so um, I thank you for your prayers for my family as well. And as I mentioned last week, my father-in-law was in the hospital. Uh, he is now at home with the Lord. And uh, while we are grieving for him, we are also thankful that he is uh, in heaven and um, not suffering anymore. So uh, we do ask for your prayers for our family for, for that while we um, are going through that grieving time. And we ask that you would continue to pray for us as we uh, now are getting past this point in the legislative process too, and we can try to catch up on other things. Uh, so we appreciate your prayers for the family, but also for my staff here. I have some part-time staff that work really hard, and it's kind of been a really busy few weeks, 
and now hopefully we can all catch up on some other things. So pray for that and um, pray for just uh, being ready for when things start happening again in January. So we have a couple of months here where we can sort of clean up and uh, be ready to work on what comes next. So that that's it for now. Thank you so much for your support and encouragement, and uh, we'll talk to you again next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Frontline with FPM. For more information about the topics we discuss here, check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.